I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jokic behind his back. What a taste like, Jokic. Your sitter. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Podcast. I am Zach Mikosh with DenverStiffs.com. Joining me once again, it is Mr. Gordon Gross, back after a week off due to, uh, what was it, Gordon? Was it uh, like uh, the flu or just a head cold? Or Well, man, I mean, seriously, I've got, um, I have asthma, so lungs tend to mess with me more seriously than others. So yeah, it's like um, a lung infection from like the flu that could be pneumonia at some point. So, you know, the good times. All right, so if you just cut out, it's like, well, the Gordon may have died. That, pretty much, yeah. That's how you're going to have to go with this. <laughs> we don't have that kind of insurance on this this show, uh, Gordon. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to refrain from. Any I'll try to hold dying. it together for at least this hour. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Next hour, you know, do what you got to do. Um, well, we we appreciate you sticking it out with us here on the Pickaxe Podcast. Big uh, big week for the Nuggets. They are officially back in action. We had two preseason games. We, of course, will break those down and our reactions to them. Um, and then we'll spend the second half of the show kind of looking forward towards the next two preseason games. Uh, and then after that, we're on to the games that, that matter uh, as the regular season will start, what, the, I think the 23rd, so about maybe like 10 days from now. Does that sound right? Sounds right to me. All right, we're we're well prepared um, for this for this show, so no worries. We always no do our homework. There. That's right. That's right. We definitely do not make this stuff up um, on the fly as we're recording. That's not what happens at all. I promise you. So um, let's, uh, you know, and then I think actually to uh, to end our show, we have uh, we have an article come out today, a roundtable, the the Denver Stiffs annual predictions. Don't check last year's. Gosh, they were awful. Uh, none of us, none of us have any idea. I guess is is the only conclusion you can you can draw from it. Um, but we've got one out this year, so this is this is what we all think this year. We're never gonna we're never gonna shy away from the hot takes. And um, so I want to get uh, Gordon. I want to get a couple of yours here to kind of tease that uh, for our readers. And then you guys have to go check out DenverStiffs.com to get the entire staff's picks on all different kinds of things. What well, we got MVP, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, all those kind of individual awards, plus standings and and where teams will finish, and of course. Finals predictions, things like that. So check it out on the website, but we'll give you we'll give you a little little taste here at the end of the show. So let's not delay. Let's dive right in. Two preseason games in the books. Nuggets are two and zero. I guess I'll start there, Gordon. Does it matter at all to you that they're two and zero? Not at all. It matters less than zero, really. You don't you don't like take a little bit from it because hey, it was the Clippers, <clears throat> it was the Blazers. No. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> we got to fill 45 minutes here. Gordon. Look, man, I, uh... like the Nuggets, the Nuggets <laughs> deliberately sat um, Jokic against the Blazers because they're going to be playing the Blazers on opening night. Like, right. that's not the offense they're going to be running. That's not the defense Portland is going to be running. Like, this is this is one of those things where teams are not showing their hand, especially against West opponents. So if the uh, if the Gordon theory is correct, then you you would anticipate they will sit Jokic uh, in the Portland game as well, the the last game of the preseason. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, I would. I, I hadn't. I just figured they would just sit him just just cause, but that makes uh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, why not? Uh, why not sit him on those? So you know that you don't give an advanced scouting them. report. You don't want it to be like a back to back man where usually. Most back-to-backs go one and one because you just saw what the other guys did to you, and you do something different to them. That's how it works. Yeah, that's true. We're gonna need a lot of PJ Dozier and Tyler Cook in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be beautiful basketball. That's for that's for the second half of the show though. That's the that's the looking forward part. We gotta we gotta still recap these two games. Um, you know what the interesting thing about them going two and zero is is especially against the Clippers, they didn't actually you know really look that great in terms of the starters. Uh, versus the LA starters. In fact, I think all the starters in that game were a minus. They were uh, on the night. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it, it really Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I mean, he looked phenomenal in that game. He had um, whether it was getting his own shot or really working with Montrez Harrell or Ivica Zubats on the um, on the pick and roll. He was he was a really good ball handler. Kawhi in that was unstoppable on both ends, man. Like he he was like, here's ten minutes of beauty for the rest of the season. Now I'm gonna sit back down. You think the. Uh, I mean, how much do you read into, like, the Paul George being out for, you know, at least the first couple months of the season? Do you think that – does that deter you at all from the Clippers as a as a finals contender or a championship contender? Nope. Or is it just Kawhi's – yeah. I mean, because that's how I feel, too. I'm like, Kawhi's probably plenty strong enough to carry them. I mean, if they're uh, healthy until... to the end, like, talk about a team you do not want to see in a 4-5 game. Yeah, man, they're uh, – No, I don't I don't know if they, they would they, fall that far, but if, it, if, if Paul George did cause them problems – and cost them a couple of games from him not being there. If he's there by the end of the year, man, and he's healthy enough to be 85, 90% of, of Paul George, that's enough for you to be a finals contender. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, especially if you got quiet. Yeah, and, uh, why is it 100? I mean, then, yeah, you're good to go. We already saw what he did with Toronto. It's not like he had a time. I mean, he had good players on Toronto. They're, they have very good wrong. players on Toronto. But, Toronto's a very deep team. Um, but, but it's very much it like dropping like... him onto the Nuggets minus Jokic. Right, exactly. It's not like there was a bunch of other stars stacked right. around him uh, in there in Toronto. Speaking of the small forward spot, so we've we kind of saw the uh, you know the, it's been the talk. There's an open competition uh, at small forward. We've we've seen Will Barton start both games. Are you do you think Will Barton uh, the at least for the starting small forward spot like that's that there really is no competition. It's it's been Will Barton and it's going to be Will Barton. Well, the last time we talked about this, we talked about um, what would the difference be with. Um, Tory Craig at starter, right? And then that maybe you could have Will if right. he's a little dinged up off the bench. Well, Will doesn't look dinged up, so right. if Will's not dinged up, then I would expect it to be Will's job as starter at least to begin the season. Yeah, and I kind of I talked about this on the Denver Stiff Show um, right after the game, but I you know he didn't shoot it particularly well uh, against the Clippers, but I, I to me it wasn't that he was taking a ton of bad shots. Right. I didn't see you know a lot of the the poor decision-making on Will's part. I also didn't see, like, the, the shots just looking flat. Um, he just kind of had something that just didn't go down for him. But I think overall, I, I agree with you, that explosion is there. The, he gets to the, the rim just fine, rim. man. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. And that's what and was so lacking in the playoffs. Know, like, in the playoffs, he didn't have that. 
he wanted to go to the rim and he couldn't do it, and he wanted to jump off one leg and he couldn't do it. So yeah, exactly. That's the, I and wasn't it, seeing that at all in the first two preseason games. So yeah, I'm not worried about Will's health. Yeah, the, I think the only thing I mean the only thing you worry about with Will, I think, is is what you always are going to worry about with Will is like is he big enough uh, to play that spot? Because as we saw against Kawhi Leonard, right? He, I mean, he didn't really stand much of a chance. He was not uh, on the court against Kawhi like Leonard. That. Yeah, I mean, he was, but but he wasn't. <laughs> It really wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. There was no hindrance uh, there from his all from him at all. What about though the backup small forward position? Because I, I also talked about this on the Denver Stiff show. But we, um, you know, we he Malone played Tory Craig as the kind of that first small forward yeah. off the bench in in game one against Portland, and then in game two he played Wancho as that first small forward off the bench. Do you think? Game three, he goes – now does he go to Michael Porter Jr. and and give him a kind of a look and then that's kind of like how he's figuring out and maybe that's where the open competition is, is actually at that backup spot? I think the open competition is at the backup power forward spot, but I don't think Michael Porter gets a turn as the number two. Really? I, I don't. Um, I don't think they want him to get those kind of minutes to start the season. Um, and I think it's really deciding whether it's Wancho or Torrey Craig. So you would think the next game they would start Wancho. Fourth game you start Torrey Craig. And you make your shot, not start, but you know what I mean. Bring off the the, the second guy, right? Um, the the first starter, I guess, off the or the first reliever off the bench at small forward would be first, you know, third game Tory Craig, fourth game Wancho. Um, I don't I don't know that you're gonna let Michael Porter Jr. Um, get a huge um, go with that, and I don't think you necessarily want him to. But don't I mean after like after that performance against against the Clippers job? Don't you like want to see him? Oh, I want to not playing against. It's not a matter of whether I want to see him. I I am um, very intrigued by his ridiculously easy offense. Um, and he's a way better cutter at this point in his career off ball than I thought that he would be. He put in the time that they told him to put in, and I always love it when every young player puts in that time. Nothing different than Malik right. coming back with um with a better handle, like yep. you know I I love seeing that I love seeing guys go what could I use, well right. maybe if I don't drop the ball the second I have to dribble it that would be great, you know um uh, Michael Porter Jr. offensively he's got a million gifts like that so guy is going to be mean... hard to handle on the offensive end and it's it's beautiful I I it just makes me smile talking about it. I still don't I mean, think you want to start. I don't still don't think you want him as your second guy off the bench or your second your second small forward on uh, the game one. You want him to work into that, and I I fully expect him to work into that. So what do you? I mean, what does he have to show then? Like, what what in your your mind is it that he's got to prove to coach to get, get him that opportunity? No, no, you, you yeah, I, but, honestly, there you're gonna have to. You want to work him in against threes. You want him to show. He knows his defensive rotations. Uh, he looked a little lost a couple of times in that. He recovered well, sure. but you know those are the things that that you want to see from him. Tory Craig knows where he's supposed to be. Um, Wancho might not know where he's supposed to be, and that's sort of a problem for Wancho getting that that backup small forward spot is not being in the right place on defense. He messed up a couple of rotations in the preseason game, um, in game two that, right. that I was, I was sad to see because I, I love his stroke and I, I love his hustle on the boards, but Tory Craig is hustle on the boards and Tory Craig is a, is another hustle guy. So if one hustle guy knows where, where to be on defense, we know which guy Malone is going to pick. 
But isn't there isn't there something to be said about the fact that like okay like like you talked about I mean the offense just comes so easy to Mike Porter Jr. I mean he scored twelve points in twelve minutes and it really wasn't like he was doing anything that flashy he was just kind he of wasn't playing trying within, hard yeah he was no. within the frame of the game he was just kind of doing his yeah. thing um, like it doesn't doesn't it feel like you got to put a guy like that out there and then we'll just we'll figure out the defensive part you know along the way uh, well and you'll notice that the times when Michael Porter Jr. was on the court um. With uh, Monte Morris, um, it, it it got real pretty real quick. Um, Nuggets scored in bunches with the MPJ uh, lineup out there. Um, I but how do you pick? I, I personally, I I am a very huge fan of Michael Porter Jr. I do not think they want him to get early minutes because they want him to have his legs for the playoffs. And yeah. I don't think they think he can go ninety games. I don't think he can go 90 games without getting tired. You saw Monte yeah. Morris at the wall last year, and Monte Morris is as well-conditioned yep. as you're going to find a, um, an athlete who hasn't played much NBA ball. Yeah, and he had a full season in the G League, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if you think Michael Porter Jr. can help you, you don't want his help in games 1 to 35. That's a good point. That is you a don't. Good point. You, but- you want him to get ready to be prepared to get some garbage minutes, but not to like exert himself or go crazy. And then you start working him in after Christmas into a rotation. You start getting him into more minutes after the All Star break, and then he, if if he's if he's ready, if he is basically like mellow with a three point shot, you know what I mean. Like if he is an mm-hmm. offensive right. superstar, then you want him to be that for you in the playoffs when you need somebody to make buckets. What if he scores like twenty points against Phoenix? Well, Wancho was doing that forever, and they kept him as backup. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, you touched on this. I want to. I want to talk about one more thing that we've seen so far uh, on the the so far in these first two preseason games. Malik Beasley has looked uh, particularly Malik good as well. Yeah. What is it? I mean, how how do they pay him? How do they how do they keep this guy in? Because he's is does it basically come down to are they going to have to choose between him, like him, Gary Harris, and Will Barton? One of those three. Yeah. They're going yeah, to have to. They're going to have to let go. Yep. Which so, one yeah, is if, it? If, if you want to keep which him, which one would you get rid of? Well, the problem is is that the one you would get Malik is probably going to get something approximating Gary Harris's deal. Right. So that's more money than Will Barton makes, but you would think for the role that he's playing that you would want to free up Will Barton's minutes. Right. So if you wanted to keep Malik, I think you got to trade Will Barton because Gary Harris plays off ball more. He's not uh, Malik likes to shoot the ball, and with good reason, because his shot is, it's so pure. It's so, so right. pure. Um, and it, it, well, it kind of ties back into the Michael Porter Jr. thing, too, right? Like, if you you can get rid of Will Barton, and if, if, if MPJ works out, then that's fine. You've got, there's your starting small forward anyways. Correct. And now you've got Malik Beasley, who's your sixth man, uh, and, and kind of filling that role that Will Barton has filled, more or yeah. less, for the past and that's how you would use seasons. him. You, you would use, yeah, you'd use Malik Beasley as your guy who demolishes other benches and can play in a three guard rotation or next to um as a floor spacer next to uh MPJ. I mean if you're looking at um Jamal Murray, uh Beasley and MPJ all hitting threes, you know, it it gets pretty spacey pretty quick out there on the floor. Yeah. It does. Um uh, Gary Harris though you want him around for the defense. Like you want him Gary can also shoot threes selectively. Um, but you you want Gary for defense, and Barton doesn't have that. 
So nope. if Malik doesn't Neither have does it either. Yeah. So if you're trying to swap a guy out, you're not necessarily trying to swap Gary Harris because he has a skill set Malik doesn't have. Yeah. Whereas Will that, Barton, uh... Will Barton's a better passer than Malik. Um, but right. honestly, for the role that you would need from them, um, and Will Barton's also your emergency point guard, so you have to figure right. that out. But yeah. it, you know, it, it's it, it's not that big a deal on this team. Like, right. and you've got an open roster spot. Like, you can make that. Like, yeah, you, you can, can make that. Out. You can get emergency point guard. At any exactly. Time. But it, so so the guy who who's the offensive th- like you know, um, I don't want to say Chucker, but Chucker. Like, if you need a guy who's right. going to you know, sprint the court, dunk in transition, um, uh, be open for threes. You know what I mean? That's Malik Beasley, and and I like him in that role, especially because he's more of a pure shooter than Barton. Barton's more as a better yeah. slasher, but Malik's so yeah. athletic, he doesn't have to be as good of a slasher. He just gets take two steps and he's at the rack. Like that's Malik has skills in that area. Do you think though, like uh, with Tim Connolly and kind of his loyalty to Barton in particular, you know, and they're both ba- they're both Baltimore guys that that connection. Like, do you expect them? Because I I agree. Like, I if if I'm looking at it, I'm like Barton is probably the guy I want to move, and I'll, I'll sign Malik long term. But I wonder what, if the Nuggets front office would actually do that, or if they're at the end of the day, it's going to basically be Malik Beasley because he's the one who's not under a long term deal right now. I think they're going to let Malik walk, and I think that they would keep Barton out of loyalty. And as the vet presence in the locker room, because Millsap can't be there forever, right? Um, he might be gone after the season too, right? If he if, if Millsap is gone after the year, Plumlee's gone after the year, and Barton is traded, then right. your veteran is Gary Harris, and I'm cool with that. Right. I like Gary as a, as your like veteran presence, but Gary's not exactly an old man. Yeah, exactly. So you're 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 running then with a really 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 young team, like then then basically Jeremy Grant if you retain him. Um and Gary Harris are your old guys, right? And and I mean even even guys like Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic now it's like okay you guys would I mean you yep. would have to fully step into that rotation and yep. I guess I don't know you could what we've seen in the past you know obviously the Nuggets can maybe try and supplement it with with some old guy who's maybe maybe Vince Carter will we'll come around uh, right? yeah right he could yeah forty nine year old Vince Carter year. will come onto the team it's fine. But what we've seen is, like, that that doesn't really work. You know, one thing that was great about Paul Millsap was because he was that veteran leader, but also, guess what? He's out on the court providing every every night as one of your main right. key parts of your starting unit. You know, he's not Mike Miller or Richard Jefferson, the guy down at the end of the bench. And I or think Isaiah that, Thomas. I think that has an impact. Yeah. yeah, or even Isaiah Thomas, right? So I, I, I get that. Yeah, it's almost like they need to keep one of those guys. But maybe they can renegotiate something with, you know, Paul, or, or they can get Paul back on a um, – a smaller deal that seems kind of like the, the 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 way they I think that's the ideal way everybody would like it to go right eventually Jeremy Grant kind of takes over for Paul as the starting power forward Paul kind of yep. takes a cheaper deal he's your backup power forward and then kind of rides off into the sunset uh, on one last hopefully with a ring man hopefully with a ring the goal is right. in the next two three years you you want to have a ring for that dude and you know right. that would be great I don't think it's gonna happen I think I. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. I I honestly like my my gut feeling is you let Malik go, um, you let uh, Plumley go. You probably overpay Jeremy Grant because they the Nuggets have shown a history of doing that. Um, uh, yep. With these guys on one year deals or the guys they bring in on their um on their last they, year. They they want to make sure that the trade that they made is worth it, so they overpay right. yeah. to make sure that they retain the guy who they probably didn't have to overpay in the first place. Yeah. Mason Plumlee. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm not saying anything about Mason, but 
No, but yeah, I mean, I, and look, and Mason's been like, you know, obviously he's been he's been a good part of their team. He's been a valuable piece of their team. But man, they paid him a lot of money um, to be a backup well, center. Yeah, 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 to get his his eighteen minutes a game or whatever, that's pretty tough. But right, it's, it's a, uh, Jeremy Grant would not be getting eighteen minutes a game. Like that's that's the whole point. No, yeah, of Jeremy Grant exactly. Is that that dude starter. is supposed to be getting thirty, thirty five minutes a game for you? And I expect him to get thirty plus for the Nuggets this year off the bench. Yeah, he kind of serves as the sixth man this year as, as a kind of yeah. de facto thing. It's just, I mean, the Nuggets are, man, they're, they're just so deep. There's so many weapons that they've got. Uh, well, and I it's hard think to say who the sixth man, man. Like, is. I don't, I don't know how oh, for sure. Mason Plumlee over Jeremy Grant. Like, you you saw Jeremy in the preseason games. He's out there draining threes like he's been doing it his whole life. Right. Like, when Jeremy Grant right. came out of college, man, his distance was about nine feet. Now he's, yeah, I mean, well, now, and he's, uh, yeah, he. I mean, he. The, with the Nuggets being kind of having that focus too, they want to get more. They want to get more three pointers out there, and he's kind of like one of those guys that you're letting. You're seeing like, hey, they're letting him shoot it, and as he's getting open yep. shots, man, he's knocking him down. Yeah, I mean, he's been outstanding uh, through these first two preseason games. Definitely an outstanding addition already, kind of fitting right in. So it's it's going to be an interesting. Uh, it's going to be an interesting thing. Um, you know, I, I actually I want to talk about this a little bit more. So here, tell you what, let's hit the break, um, and then we come back. We will we'll turn our our uh, attention towards these upcoming two games, and I want to stick on this Jeremy Grant Paul Millsap thing because I think it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting dynamic and something we might find out a little more about uh, in in even the game tonight uh, against Phoenix. So stick with us. We'll be right back. all been there. When the budget's the tightest or a time is the shortest, that's when disaster strikes. The last thing anyone wants to deal with in these times is an electrical issue in their home or business. Maybe your light suddenly won't turn on, or maybe a home inspector wants that electrical service changed before you can close out on a property you're selling. Heck, maybe it's not even an emergency at all and you're just looking to finish out your basement or get some power ran to that new AC unit. Whatever your need may be, give Sun Electrical a call. They're a family-owned and operated business that serves the front range, and you can be assured that you'll not only get the highest quality service, but you'll also get the most affordable price as well. Mike, the owner of Sun Electrical, will come to your home or business personally to evaluate your situation and provide a free estimate, and he stands by the work Sun performs as a fully licensed and insured electrical contractor. So give him a call, 719-659-6888. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Gosh, Gordon Gross, we are with DenverStiffs.com. Uh, I spent the first half talking about these these two preseason games the Nuggets played last week. Now we're going to look forward, uh, starting the game tonight. And I want to talk, uh, keep on the Jeremy Grant discussion. because So Paul Millsap is uh, listed as questionable. I can't remember. I'd have to look it up exactly what he has. Something, Some sort of contusion, right? Uh, he has um, load management-itis. Load management itis exactly veteran uh, veteran in the preseason uh, is the um, is the actual injury that he has but uh, yeah I'm not sure anyways so Paul you know may may or may not play tonight um, that's going to open an opportunity for Jeremy Grant maybe to get some starting minutes to play next to Nikola Jokic Gordon I mean do you see a scenario or how believable of a scenario is it to end up seeing maybe Jeremy Grant supplant Paul Millsap as the starter this year for the Nuggets. I expect it. Oh wow! No, I, I expect fire it. takes fire. Uh, I do, man. Like I think that um, Jeremy Grant is um, an unbelievably talented player. Um, you want you have to know this year how well he plays next to Jokic. Like before you right. pay that guy a hundred million dollars, yeah, you better know that. Point. That's a good point. So he's got to supplant Paul Millsap this year. And you tell Paul it's for load management, or you tell him it's because you need him off the bench with the kids, whatever reason it is. But Millsap's not playing more than about 26 minutes a game this year, in my opinion. He's just not. And you can do that off the bench. Like, you can do that. He'll get some minutes with starters. But I expect as the year goes on for Jeremy Grant to pull more starter minutes, to figure out how to play next to Jokic, and for them to get that train running and going into the playoffs. Because you want both him and Millsap to be very versatile and very able to play with both the bench players and the starters because you're going to be cutting down to an eight- or nine-man rotation in the playoffs. So both of those guys are going to play with both of those sets of players, and you're going to need them to be ready. Yeah, no, I mean, no doubt. Um, it's a, By the way, right calf tightness is the... Uh, sure it is. <laughs> calf tightness is is what is going on. A little, a little too much working uh, on the leg day there for Paul Millsap, and that, is, that has got him... Um, no, I agree with you though. I think it's I think it's more of a chance to like, hey, yeah, let's manage let's manage Paul's load a little bit, and uh, let's let's get a look and see what Jeremy Grant looks like because I think you're right that they've got to get some of the minutes together with um, with Jokic and Grant and the rest of the starters because they've got to figure that out. I mean, they've got to understand whether or not this is somebody they want to pay uh, long term. I think they've they've certainly got a good idea, right? That, I mean, they've had their eye on Jeremy Grant for a while, so I think they 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 think yes, this is the guy, but. Um, 
if, if and if you really if that's really true and they fully believe that, then there's there's a good chance he might actually just be the better player at this point. Uh, which is not to really take a knock on Paul, but not at all. it's just yeah, it's just Jeremy Grant can actually be really good, particularly Jeremy, the whole in this reason system. to get Jeremy Grant is that he can do he can be Millsap but ten years younger. Like right, that's the right. whole point. You know, right, with like, more with more length uh, right. uh, and a little bit more more fits the you know Paul is an outstanding defensive power forward, but offensively he's pretty like kind of an archaic now uh, skill set that kind of back to the basket power forward. That's a guy that really went away uh, by the by the you know in by the twenty ten that 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 position really wasn't that valuable anymore. Um, now he stuck around because he's such an outstanding defender. He's on just the a other great player. Side. Like there, right. Paul Millsap is like, yes, my skill set's a little old school, but right. it's very much like watching um, uh, Andre Miller was, you know, yep. ten years earlier. Yes, I back people down and score in the paint because I can't make any threes, but I'm really right. good at it. So I have this skill set that works for me, and so I'll, I'll be hit around you a long with time. this old man ball. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Old man ball works like YMCA or the NBA if you're doing it right, and Paul Millsap is still doing it right. Right, but if you've got a guy who can basically still give you that same kind of defensive intensity and defensive impact, but doesn't have to play old man ball and can play, let's run it up and down the court, um, throw me a bunch of lobs, switch me out on defense to the perimeter against you know Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of guy where you're like. All right, this guy is probably you know this is this is who we should maybe be moving forward with, right? And and you know despite the fact that we're paying Paul Millsap thirty million dollars, well, you a year. again with Millsap, you're paying him, but that's not something that you have to take into consideration for starting rules. It just isn't like his contract right, is his contract. Not, it's not like it's a long term. He's no. not in your long term plans, right? Yeah. He's out. He's out after this year if he if he's not brought back, and if he is brought back, you know you're bringing him back as a backup. And he yep. should know that because he's going to be yep. 36 years old. Like, yeah, it's not confusing to him. I guess I say he's old in relative terms. Right. right. He's not, still younger than me. But, you know, in, in sports <laughs> terms, he's an old man. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, it seems like he's happy here in Denver. This is where he wants to be. You know, he said he made a comment at Media Day about how he's like, you know, I, I, I think they know what I know. You know, we both know what each other wants. Uh, and we're both like, and we both want to work towards that. And so I think it sounds like to me, like they, they kind of understand the, the long-term progression, uh, for Paul Millsap. And, and, and from what I can tell, he seems like he wants to stay in Denver just, you know, more, more, more so like he doesn't want to really move his family again. Right. Well, and and again, he loves Denver and, um, he thinks the team is a lot of fun. Like, I don't know why he wouldn't think that the team is a lot of fun. Like, where else are you going to go that that has this many shots, you know, at what you want? Not a lot of places. So if you like living here and you like being, you know, in the playoffs and pushing for the finals, then this is a good team for you. And you're doing well because you just got paid ninety million dollars. Yeah, to seriously, play here, you, you, so. can, you can afford a house or, or seven. It's right. fine. Yeah, or seven. Yeah, well, maybe not. It depends. I mean, if he's in the looking at the Cherry Creek area, you know, it's getting pricey. To, yeah, might have to get a roommate. Uh, these days um so i guess uh, otherwise like looking towards this we, we, we kind of touched on this a bit so speaking of load management i mean when you're looking into these last two games how much do you expect nicola to play because there's part of me that's like man don't play him at all like it's fine it's done he's ready to go i i want him to play next to jeremy grant once before the season starts so i expect him to play in game three 
and I expect him to get 25 minutes or whatever. Um, I do yeah. not expect him to get. I do not expect him to play in Game Four. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think, and I think you brought up the good point about Portland. Um, you know, there's no point in playing him uh, in that game. So yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. I, I expect him to play. You know, kind of that. Uh, Ryan Blackburn was talking about this uh, on the last show we were on about how you know there's there's really four shifts in a game four four eight six to, or five to eight minute shifts depending on whether you're where you're at in the rotation and so for Nicola you know it's it's like basically you get that you open the game obviously then you play you play probably about from the mid somewhere in the midway of the second quarter uh, to the end of the half then you open the third and you play somewhere to that that mid fourth quarter uh, to the end of the game. Obviously, Nicola and, and the starters haven't been playing that last shift, right? Right, yeah, they're not come playing back out. Exactly. Right. And, and so I expect that to be basically the same. He, he'll probably play another whatever it ends up, he'll, 20, he'll, 25 minutes. He'll play minutes. the first three quarters, and then they'll call it, yeah. Yeah, they'll sit him down, and then he won't play against Portland, because even though that's the one home game um, they have this, this you're, preseason. You're not trying just... to make the home fans happy on preseason game four. You want to make them yeah, happy exactly. on game, you know, on the first home game or the first game of the season. When you're playing Portland, like that's the important part. And nobody shows up to the preseason games, anyways. Let's just be honest. Right. Uh, I've been there a couple times. Um, all right, so Gordon, let's uh, let's start looking at your crystal ball here. First thing I'll ask you, um, give me. So I think we both we both agree, right? The starters are going to be uh, Murray, Harris, Barton, Millsap, and Jokic that's what on I game one. Yes, for game one of this of the regular season, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So then. I guess who who is who else is obviously Monty Morris is is still in there um, as your as your Monte's your sixth man that no one talks about yeah who are your other who are your other four or so players that are in this rotation uh, it's got to be uh, Tory Craig um, I think you start with Wancho um, and you're going with Mason Plumley and Jeremy Grant and that's that's ten yeah but then you left Malik Beasley out well that's true I did leave Malik Beasley out. So you're going with eleven guys to start the season. <laughs> you have to eleven guys. Like I, I and I know he says he's not going to do twelve. He's not going to do twelve, but he's going to do eleven. Right, right. Like he's going to have to. Like you have Malik Beasley, who is should be the sick man. Uh, who could be the sixth man of the year candidate if you gave him enough minutes. Personally, I right. I think like, but people love scoring six men, and yeah, Malik Malik is going to put up buckets if you let him. Um, yeah, exactly. And if he stays healthy. Well, yeah, yeah. But even so, he hasn't been unhealthy his whole career. He's been fine. Unlike Gary right. Harris, he doesn't get nagging injuries. He broke his legs right. in college. But, you know, other than that. Other than that, fine. Fine. So, um, with Malik, you, you got you to play him. Um, you've got Wancho, who's available as your stretch 3-4. Um. I don't know where you're going to play him if Grant is playing. I personally think that Mason Plumlee's minutes are going to get squeezed. Honestly. Yeah, I could see that too. Because you can play Grant at center. You can play Millsap at center. It really depends who you're facing. If you're facing somebody who's got, you know, a huge center, then yeah, you, you're going to play Mason Plumlee. That's his job. But he's only going to play against big guys. In my opinion, yeah. I... Uh, and this is where you start running into trouble. Because it's not it's gonna be another one of those times where Mason Plumley is not getting minutes going into um a free agent year. Yep. But I don't see how you give him a bunch of minutes when you've got Millsap and Grant playing ahead of him and they're better suited for what the Nuggets are trying to do. You cannot yeah. stretch the floor with Mason Plumley. You can't do it. Nope. 
You, I mean, you, 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 we've seen a little bit. I mean, he's, he's, he's certainly a very competent passer and he does oh, yes. in some way allow you to maintain some of the same concepts uh, that you're running with Nicole Jokic, um, but not everything. And, and it's, it, it does kind of bottle up a lot of, of what else you're trying to do with Monty Morris part in particular. Um, well, and it, because... the problem that you run into too, then is you run into trouble with Tory with Tory Craig. Right, because you yep, can't play Tory yep. and and Mason Plumlee together unless Tory became a forty percent free throw shooter. starting to hit his three, or forty percent, uh, not a free throw shooter. Jeez, forty percent from the three point line. <laughs> that's that's what Mason Plumlee. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a Mason Plumlee line right there. <laughs> but I mean, you can't. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you you can't play them together. So if if Tory Craig's coming off the bench, then you can't play Mason Plumlee then. Like well, unless Tori's hitting his shots, unless he's playing like he played at the the second half of the season. Right, well, he yeah, was I mean, about if 40%. he starts play hitting the shots like he did in the last five games of the year and the playoffs, then 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 Tori Craig's got the ability to to be on the floor with Plumlee because he's going to get some a lot of open shots. They're just going to leave him, right? So right, that always exactly. helps. So I um I I'll throw I'll throw a hot take out here. So I I think uh I got yeah I got I still got Mason and Jeremy uh, power forward in your center, and I've still got um Monty Morris and Malik Beasleyzer. Uh, point guard and shooting guard. Though I think he's going to stick to a ten-man rotation, and I'm going to. Here's the hot take. I think it's going to be Michael Porter Jr. who will be the last guy uh, in that rotation because he's the guy. He's the best out of the three players. Tory Craig, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Michael Porter Jr. Like I am convinced, he, MPJ is the best. He's the one who should play. But he's not going to play. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We're going to start up a petition. Um, I'm just telling you, man. Like it's a long season. And I know how yeah, they worked Malik Beasley yeah. back into the rotation after his injuries. We saw how how they they have been known to baby um, a certain number of players, and we know how many players get injured over the course of the season. They're just going to wait for Wancho right. to pull another groin, or like right, right, Tory Craig just ran a wrist yeah, or something, and and then or Gary gets hurt, and yeah. they got to move Will Moore in a shooting guard spot, and then you'll like Wally that, Pip him. Yeah. It's fine, but that that way you're not you always if you're Michael Malone, who has like. Uh, Nine trust guys on this team. Right. Like, you're always going to go with your veteran guys, the guys who've already put it in for you. That's just what you're yep. going to do. And you you explain to Michael Porter Jr. that, you know, you're saving him for the second half so that he can sprint you to the end. Basically, you want him to do what got done to the Nuggets um, uh, in against the Trailblazers in the playoffs, where the yeah. guy with the fresh legs came off the bench and killed everyone. Oh, Rodney Hood. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, seriously, you're like, look, man, this is your gig. Is You are Someone going to go out in. there, and you're going to be our fresh legs when we get tired. And you're going right. to go, and you're going to score, and you're going to be amazing. But you're not going to do it in game one. Right. All right, fair enough. I, uh, uh, maybe I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know. You're optimistic. I, I love it. I love it, man. You're chomping at the bit. I appreciate it. Look, <laughs> exactly. I'm the guy who's out here, like, you know, making big heart eyes at, at Michael Porter Jr. highlights. I hear you. Like... I love that guy. Like, his offense is outstanding. And the fact that he's willing to play off ball and just sort of roam and be like, what, guys, what do you need from me? Should I hit a fall away three? Cool. Should I uh, dunk? Sure, I can do that. Do you want me to just, you know, pass the ball around? I can do that, too. His willingness to look to pass in the early going made me very, very happy. Right. That's yeah, very exciting no, to sure. see from a guy who never, ever did that because he never had to, you know. Right. right. And I think there was a little bit of worry because, like, the very first possession that he got – he kind of iso oh, yeah. and took a long range two, and he, and he, of course he sunk it, and so you're like, ah, well, of course he did. He's like, yeah, that wasn't yeah. the best. You were like, that wasn't the best decision, right? Um, and so everybody's worried, but no, and then of course the game against the Clippers, he was he was much more 
uh, much more promising. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on here because we got a little bit of time left that I want to get to these. So we we have our season predictions article coming out. I actually don't know if it's out today or uh, when it is. That's that's Ryan's job. He's in charge of this. Yeah, Ryan, come um, on, come on, Ryan. Why don't you have this ready for us on our podcast? No, um, so but I do know um it'll be coming out here this week, and I wanted to get. Gordon wanted to get your a little sneak preview for the for the fans out there on on some of these picks that you have, uh, and I will tell mine as well. So give me your very first. Who do you have winning the NBA MVP? Uh, NBA MVP. I'm still going Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. That's not a bad pick, especially with George out. You know he could. Uh, well, that's my he thing. If he drags them to a great seed early, yeah. If he drags right. them to a great seed and then Paul George shows up and then they go all the way, yeah, like that's it's going to be Kawhi. Well, because you vote on that before the before the season ends, so if Kawhi well, is the, out there before the playoffs start, yeah, right when the playoffs start, ends. when the season ends. So yeah. if you're out there and, and Kawhi is out there dragging them to a top three seed without Paul George, yeah, he, he's going right. to get lots of votes. That uh, that that is a really good, um, yeah, that's a really good pick. I Especially being in LA, no offense, but that that yeah, matters. exactly. Well, that, that it's helps. not it's yeah, not yeah, the Lakers, sure. but it still matters. Yeah, exactly. It still matters. I actually, so I think it's going to be Steph Curry. Um, because well, that's another guy it's, it's going to have to be. Around, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He's, if for yeah. the Warriors to be good, he's going to have to be an MVP level um, guy. And he has been in the past. We've seen this before Kevin Durant got to the team. Yep. Uh, you know, we saw him win an MVP. So he um, he certainly can uh, can do it. I think he'll have all the opportunity. You know, Clay Thompson probably for the whole year. I know they talk about like him maybe coming back in, um, you know, March or April, sometime like that. But I'm like, yeah, I, I remember Gallo. Like, yep. <laughs> it's, not, it's just... It's, it's going to be a it's year. It's going to be a so, year. Uh, and then I'll probably, like, tear his uh, meniscus, right? And, for, and then be out for another, like, month or two. <laughs> that always seems to be the follow-up to ACLs. Well, I'm telling you, man. It, it puts so much stress on the leg. It just does. Right. And when, when you – the longer your legs are, like, they talk about, you know, recovery times. But most of the recovery times are mentioned are, you know, guys who are in the NFL. And, yes, they're putting a lot of pressure on it. But they're also, like, cornerbacks. They're, like, 5'9". Like, you know, you're a six, 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 eight dude. Yeah, it's going to take a second. Like, there's a lot more stress being put on your leg when you plant flat, there's no give on the court, and you twist your leg. That's a big deal. You're going to need some time to get back with, you know, all from all those long levers pulling on that on that uh, newly attached tendon. And it just takes a minute. It sure does. Yeah, let's see, there you go. Boom. Look at that, that kind of medical breakdown that you can't get anywhere else than here on the Pickaxe Podcast. <laughs> um <laughs> All right, give me your finals pick. Who who you got in it and who you got winning it? Oh jeez. Um, the problem is the East is a giant mess. Right. Like really, like you look at your options See, I, and you're I, like, oh. I think the East is actually pr- pretty easy to pick. In my eyes, Why, I think thinking? it's Milwaukee. Milwaukee's got to be the theme out of the East, like because nobody else. I can't trust Philadelphia to stay. Healthy. I can't trust Philly. Um. I can't. I can't, them. and then I don't see anybody else having the talent to overcome Milwaukee. So, you know, I, you, I'm not. I'm not against you. Like for me, Milwaukee seems like the safe bet. It just, I don't know. Milwaukee's set up to disappoint. Like, well, they did last year. I right? know but that was because I, they ran into Kawhi. So yeah, well, there's no Kawhi now. Yeah. So exactly, take Kawhi out of the picture. You know, I, I just, I mean, they've got the best player in the conference, and I, I just don't I, don't. I don't know. I don't. It's hard for me to see someone. Um, someone stopping them in a seven-game series. Yeah. Uh, now, now that there's nobody else who comes close, and like I said, maybe Philly, but I just don't trust the, Philly's health. Well, is, and is and the for thing. me, it's health. It's health in the West too. 
It, because if Paul George can come back, I still have the Clippers. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I, just, I mean, just because I watched I watched Kawhi demolish people in the playoffs. Like yeah, absolutely exactly. ruin everyone. Um and I think he can do the same thing in the West. He's set up at that position. He's going to be incredibly hard to stop with who's out there in the West to stop him. Um, and they're set up as a, as a great defensive team against a lot of teams that don't necessarily go against good defensive teams during the, uh, the regular season, especially if Paul George is back. If Paul George is back and able to be another defender like that, you're going to, you're going to really struggle right. to beat the Clippers in seven games. So if you got Clippers bucks in the finals, who are you picking to win that? Uh, I'm picking the Clippers. I don't. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like I've already seen the Kawhi versus um, the Bucks show, and right, and now he's got Paul George, and now he's got Paul right George. So I, I yeah, wish you guys exactly. the best, you know. But it would be the Clips. Now I think it'd be um, fascinating. Um, I really do. If that's how that turns out, but the West no, has in- the West has four or five teams that could be interesting. I just don't know if they have four or five teams that could beat the Bucks. We'll see. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, we'll see because I think there's there's something to be said about a team like set up like the Bucks, where they've got one clear guy who's head and shoulders above everyone, and then they've got a lot of good complementary players around them. You can certainly win that way. I mean, yeah, that's exactly can. how Toronto won just this yep. past time. But does Toronto win if Golden State doesn't isn't missing Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and all that, like uh, and Demarcus Cousins? Like, there's there's something to be said about the the teams that just have the overwhelming group of talent, and that's the Clippers. And the thing about the Clippers that I think is going to be the toughest for everyone to get past in the seven-game series, when I mean, you're talking Kawhi Leonard, a phenomenal defender. Paul George is a phenomenal defender. Patrick Beverly is a phenomenal yep. defender. Montrezl Harrell is a phenomenal defender. Like, they are they are stacked defensively uh, across the board. And then they've still got, like, a guy like Lou Williams off the bench. They've still got Zubots, uh, who looks, I mean, the guy, he looks outstanding from what, from what I've seen so here. So far, the, so uh, good, yeah. The preseason, yeah. So it's like they're they're because yes, they gave up an insane amount of first round draft picks, but and they gave up like some prospects, but they didn't they they were able because they gave up so many picks, they weren't they didn't have to gut the roster. Yeah, they kept their team right exactly. So they they've got you know they've got Landry Sham. It's still coming off the bench. Like I mean, there's just a lot to like there. That roster has still got a lot of depth to it. They're outstanding defensively. It's hard for me to pick against them. Um, so I'm kind of with you. I think it's Clippers Clippers over Bucks uh, in the finals. All right, to wrap it up the show, give me your your Denver Nuggets total wins on the season. Uh, I'm going 54. 54. He's going to repeat. I am, uh, I'm right there with you. I'm going to actually take them to do one less this year. I have them at 53. Okay. But I think I think that's just just because, I mean, look, they, they, they're going to be somewhere in those mid-50s, right? They, they should be the competition uh, that they're going to play against. You know, and and the the relative skill level plus the continuity they have. Yes, they've added some guys. They also won a lot of games uh, that were really close last year. Um, well, I think they, just, they pretty much hover right on the same. Like if they didn't do badly last year, fifty four games is not a bad win total, right? Um, and you're coming out of the West, and the problem is, is that everybody in the West is good this year, right? Like I'm not even like going to want to play. Year. I don't want to play the Pelicans. No, like, yeah, exactly. Like that's going to be an annoying game. <clears throat> there are all of these teams that are going to be annoying this year. Like that's just everybody on the on the Nuggets schedule is going to be tough, and right. they just went through Sacramento, a or or a, a postseason last year. So you don't get as long of a summer, and now you get to right. come back and do it again. So we'll see what kind of gas tank they have. Really, 
Yeah, exactly. And it, it really it doesn't matter if they if they end up with uh, the same win total, even a few less. It's all about where that how far they can get in the playoffs if they can show improvement. Right. Um, in the playoffs. Uh, for me, that, for me, really the way they go coach. over that, the way you get towards fifty-eight, you know, wins. That's if MPJ comes in and does what you think he's going to do, and from right. the get-go plays and has way more endurance than I thought he would have, you know, uh, and drops two thousand plus minutes for your team as a scoring dynamo. That yeah, changes exactly. things for your offense. You get breathing room. You can you can put teams away early and rest some guys. Yeah, and then you're you're suddenly you've got that new whole new um, dynamic. That really just makes it impossible for teams to prepare for you because you're trying to prepare for Nicola, and then you've also got to prepare for Michael Porter Jr. It's uh, well, and you've got you've got all these shooters. Like if you if you're keeping Beasley, if you're keeping all these guys, like and they all come through, man, that's it. Like then the way that you're you're gonna go win a bunch of games is by just shooting the day the daylights out, and and one of those guys will be Michael Porter Jr. because he just his offensive game is just very sweet. It is. It is. It is sugary sweet. You might even say. Um, all right, we will. We will close it on that note. He is Gordon Gross at G Money Nugs on Twitter. I am Zach Nikosh at Zach Nikosh on Twitter. We're also at Pickaxe Podcast and at Denver Stiffs. It's all very straightforward. Uh, make sure you guys are also following the podcast channel. That's where you'll get uh, up to minute updates whenever it drops. Whether it's the Pickaxe Podcast, Nuggets Numbers, The Dig, uh, also the Denver Stiff Show. So. Make sure you guys are hitting the subscribe button as well. We would appreciate it. Leave a rating, um, too, if you could. That really helps us out. And, of course, follow the YouTube uh, channel as well. That's where you'll get all the video from pregame and postgame press conferences from all of our home games, uh, as well as some other fun stuff along the way. So make sure you are following along there. And also what at uh, Instagram, at the Denver Stiffs. That's the other one you guys want to make sure um, you are clicking. That way you get the whole Denver Stiffs experience. Mr. Gordon, once again, as always, sir, I appreciate you coming on and giving us the the breakdown of, of all things preseason. Well, man, I'm just looking forward to next time. Uh, we'll be starting to talk about regular season stuff. So right. We can talk about games that count. We're getting close. We're getting close. All right, everybody. Well, let's, uh, let's not delay then. We will look forward to talking to you about that next week.